This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome to the My Old Man Said podcast. It's something for the weekend time. I'm David Michael, your host and editor of MyOldManSaid.com. Joining me to look ahead to... Uh, Magic of the Cup, David. It's FA Cup time. Normally it's the annual meeting of Villa versus Manchester United. But uh, this year, United have decided to uh, take a break from their annual beating of Villa in the FA Cup. And Villa get a chance to play uh, Stevenage at Villa Park. First competitive encounter. Something fresh. People talk about grounds they've visited. Here's uh, a first for everybody in terms of teams that Villa have played. What could go wrong? Mr. Bud. Hello. Uh, what could go wrong? Well, historically, <laughs> um, yeah, let's not go down that rabbit hole. We could do a podcast on lower division teams turning us over in cup competitions. Yeah, that never used to be a thing. That was only like a recent trend. Uh, I don't know, last 15 years yeah, it, or It so. feels like it was a bit of a Lambert thing for me. Yeah, Villa used to be reasonably okay at taking care of business. Was it O'Leary? He, he had a few... Uh, yeah, it was him who lost to stutters. Doncaster, wasn't it? Was it Sheffield United, I remember. Yeah, and Burnley, we lost it. Sheffield United live live on TV, I remember yeah. getting humiliated that was there. But uh, new, 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 new dawn now, so we don't have to worry about any of those kind of embarrassments. I'm hoping it'll be more like the days of the uh, the Ron Atkinson trip to Grimsby, where Sean Teal was it got sent off with with virtually all of his shirts ripped off and blood streaming down. That was a proper FA Cup punch up, wasn't it? Yeah, we we got knocked out though, didn't we? No, we won. Oh no, it was the League Cup. We got knocked out on on uh, over that two was the year before. Yeah, when you say Grimsby, that's the first thing I think <laughs> of because I went to Grimsby uh, for the away leg. Uh, anyway, we're, we're we're digressing. We're digressing. Uh, if you are new to the show, something for the weekend is our catch up prep for the weekend's action. The main show normally rolls out on a Monday, Tuesday. We haven't been privy to uh, Emery's press conference uh, for this game yet. Pretty much just wait for the injury news, don't you? That's all we kind of need these days. But first of all, to get things going, it's time for a Villa minute. Right, uh, since nobody's listening to the show because it's uh, only Stevenage in the FA Cup, uh, we've had to chase down, uh, after being a bit slack over the last few uh, weeks, we've had to chase down a proper watch sponsor to pay for the extreme costs of bringing you, our dear listeners, uh, this show. 
And of course, we're in a different hemisphere for 2023, and we're in an unbeaten orbit. So we've been sent a uh, an astronomia, is it called? A pronounced solar planets jewelry timepiece by the the very nice Jacob and Co. So thanks for that, guys. It depicts Ooh. the solar system with gemstone spheres rotate on a trio of arms with Earth doubling as a tourbillon. A backdrop of diamonds encircles a sapphire crystal window. They're a crazy complicated yeah, yeah, whatever. Cut, 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 cut the crap, bud. Cut the crap. How, how much is it worth? How much? I've already taken the diamonds off it. Anyway, uh, what's it? What's it worth? Uh, just a cool seven hundred and sixty-one grand. Happy New Year. Oh, happy New Year indeed. I've already sold the diamonds. Uh, right, anyway, let's uh, let's crack on with this. It's so complicated. How do we even set the, the stopwatch to go? Well, I've taken the diamonds off it, but uh, there's a hand still going around, so I'll just use that to uh, count you in. Right, three, two, one, go. 2023 started with a trip to top four Spurs on New Year's Day. It was goalless at the break after Villa largely held Spurs at arm's length, with the host's main attacking talent looking anonymous in a rather cat-and-mouse first half. When deified Villa ahead just after the break after a Lloris error, as Villa grew into the game, they killed it off with a brilliantly executed second as McGinn released Louise to clip past Lloris for 2-0. Grit and determination made way for control and game management as Villa strolled to the full-time whistle to start the year with a thoroughly deserved 2-0 victory. Spirits were high as attention turned to the home clash with the Dogheads. Wolves were fired up with an intense press that seemed to throw Villa off having any rhythm and were deservedly ahead at the break. A superbly taken Podence goal broke the deadlock against the lacklustre Villa who were lucky not to be further behind and babooed off at half-time. Emery rang the changes at half-time and through the second half as a late Danny Ings goal got them level. The impressive Mings with the great through ball was greeted with a typically slick Ings dink past the keeper. As the clock ticked down, Bailey fluffed his lines in stoppage time with the goal gaping. 1-1 it finished, Villa could have won the game but in reality they didn't deserve to. With the January window now open, Cameron Archer heads off on loan to Middlesbrough in the Championship, but will there be any incomings? It's now onwards to the FA Cup against Stevenage before Leeds land at Villa Park for some Friday night fireworks. Ooh, if you don't control the game against Wolves, you don't want to just go in a 50-50 uh, fight fight blood against and the thunder Wolves, against Leeds. Well, we'll get on to that next week on the on the main show. In terms of uh, Emery, what he's been saying, with this, we, we're not privy to the uh, press conference, so this is before any words on Stevenage, but you probably expect the... Uh, the usual, when you're playing a lower league team, got to be on our guard, blah, 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 and that kind of thing. Uh, in terms of uh, reacting to that Wolves game, I mean, just quickly, I, I was almost pulling my eyes out after like 30 minutes, 35 minutes. I had to uh, run off and get a soulless tray of chicken tikka for £6. <laughs> and how was that? Uh, I didn't I didn't hear the booing, booing the players off. But it was awful, awful first half. I mean, if, if you were at the game, you, you're wondering what's happening. I see there's a bit of revisionism uh, online saying, oh, you know, Wolves, fantastic pressing and, uh, you know, it's harsh on Villa. Wolves were really good. Well, I don't think Wolves were that good. And by the way, under the new manager, they've been high pressing all the time. They still get beat, but you know what you're going to get from them. And uh, you should, Villa were fl- flummoxed by it in the first half. I mean, shape looked wrong to me. Yeah, and every time they got the ball, they shut themselves. I mean, Buendia had probably his worst game in a Villa shirt. He was well off it. Yeah, it just in, hugely ineffective, wasn't it? Everything he tried just didn't work. I think I think Dina had a very difficult evening. The whole cash on the wing experiment, that can get in the bin. That lasted 45 minutes and that won't be seen again, hopefully. And Emery, to his credit, acted swiftly. proactively and, and swiftly. And, and some of it was to, to counter what Wolves were doing, but also some of it was like replacing players that weren't really uh, on it uh, on the night. Mm-hmm. And and the thing of being able to get us on the ball, you know, we went from playing four four two to four two three one, which I think helped Louise Kamara get on the ball and just helped us to control the game a bit better, even though we didn't really create a lot until later in the game. And actually, you know, uh, Augustinson 
as well. I had these little moments, didn't you? I thought he came on and did pretty well. Yeah, we'll talk about the game uh, in more detail in, in the main show. Yeah. Uh, I think it, it's it's a bit of a blessing that we've got uh, the Stevenage game before the Leeds game, mm-hmm. just to kind of recalibrate, really. Yes, yeah, and then a few days off as well. I think obviously with the quick turnaround after Tottenham, I think their heads maybe were still in that game and not quite switched on to the Wolves one. Yeah, people saying, oh, you know, uh, playing two games so close, I, I, I don't buy that as an excuse at all. This, uh, uh, you know, fatigue, uh, blah, blah, blah. It's like, well, you've just had six, seven weeks off. You've already got a couple of games in the bank and the three-day turnaround. Well, hello. When a team's successful, they're playing Every week. that amount of games anyway, yeah. So uh, I'm I'm not buying that. If your players aren't mentally, and it's up to the you know it's up to Emery to know who's up for it. You take the momentum from that game. Yeah, it wasn't exactly a blood and thunder match, was it? That one we controlled the last. So from by the time we scored the second goal, we kind of strolled to the finish line in the last 10-15 minutes. I would have said. So I think it's uh, a little bit of complacency. Mm -hmm. We just weren't good. It was just an off night. Wolves are bottom three, and we're at home. You know, we should win this, and that is not. You've got to every. You've got to go into every game with a reset mindset. You can't. uh, have any complacency so I think uh, this Stevenage game gives them a chance just to reassess you know that kind of mental attitude going into these games because after that start the difficult four games most Villa fans are kind of licking their chops at uh, the January fixture list and thinking oh well we should bank a few wins here but not if you play like you did against Wolves you're in trouble and that's why people were booing uh, Villa at uh, the end of the first half. I mean, it's pretty toxic at times. And as, as somebody said, I retweeted them, uh, if you want to boo and heckle shout players, go to the pantomime. Doesn't really uh, bode well to encourage players, but you can see where it was coming from. I mean, I was getting bloody frustrated in the first half, and I, I openly admit that. Yeah. I was just getting I was getting really fucked off, which I haven't actually been, even under Gerrard, and I've kind of just been a bit, you know, he kind of knocks the stuffing out you, but the Wolves one was so annoying because we were doing such simple things badly. It was it was the fundamental thing. You know, I, I accept when a team turns up and has a go at you and you kind of go, fucking hell, they're playing well here. Or, you know, you get moments in games where teams get on top, that's fine. But when Villa are consistently just, you thought, what are we trying to do here? It was, it was kind of bizarre. Yeah. It was very, and I suppose because the bar's been raised now, we know where the expectation is, rightly or wrongly. But actually, from what we've seen in the Emery games, it was so unlike anything we've seen so far, which is why everyone was a bit stunned. Yeah, just to put a cap on it, I think Emery, he's got to knock the stuffing out of the old ways yeah. Uh, yeah, agree with that. to a certain extent. So hopefully uh, the Stevenage game will give us a chance to uh, contemplate on where I, I kind of prefer us to play this game rather than go straight into the mm-hmm. Leeds game. So uh, let's have a look at this game. And this uh, is not going to be easy uh, by any means because Stevenage are a team very much uh, with momentum on form and currently sit comfortably uh, second. second. They they should get automatic if they just stick to their guns. But interestingly, currently on a a nine-game unbeaten run as well. In the league, yeah. And scoring goals. They're they're, they're scoring goals and they're not conceding very many, which is always a good combination. They kind of relatively cruised through the the last round of the Cup at Kingsley. I think it was 3-0. Got through at Gateshead in a slightly more unflattering fashion. But they're, they're playing well. And they've yet to um, fail to score in the league. You know, they, when they play home or away, they're scoring goals. So they, they will cause us problems. They'll come to Villa Park and they'll have a go. And they've only lost three games in their tw- 24 league fixtures so far. The thing about Stevenage, it seems that they're very much, uh, it's a team effort, isn't there? There's no kind of standout yeah, players uh, in terms of goals. Uh, they spread the goals out completely. I mean, their top scorers on six. 
yeah, in the league, I think he's got nine in all competitions, which you'd think for the you know, the amount of games they play, we think when you factor in EFL Trophy and the first two rounds of the FA Cup, etc., you'd think to be second in the division, you'd have someone with a, in double figures by now. Yeah, uh, I mean, they've got five players in terms of league games, five players with four or more goals. Jordan Roberts tops their league goals with six. I mean, normally, in terms of how they set up, it's it's pretty much three centre-backs, isn't it? Yeah, they play, they play a wing-back. So it's over 5-3-2 in defence or 3-5-2 uh, going forward. And there's a few goals from the centre-backs, so it uh, gives you an indication that there's a there's a set-piece threat there. Well, they've got nine goals from defensive players, which is a great return. When you think about how many, I couldn't tell you how many Villa have got, but I can't even remember very many. Yeah, Carl Piagiani has actually scored three in the last two games uh, since December the 30th. So uh, watch out for him. He's got four goals and, and probably one of their main performers. Uh. Yep. So if you're going into the, the threat meeting of the show, uh, I think that's the main threat. Centre-backs, set-pieces, we've got to kind of contend with that. Well, you've got to control the game and probably score first. I think I'd seen about them that they've all but won, I think it's about 80-odd percent of their games when they've scored first. They take the lead, they get the job done which is why they're where they are in the table. Robertson Reeves in midfield are mainly where their, their goals come from. Mm-hmm. Villa have just got to control the game, unlike what they did against uh, Wolves. Certainly in the first half, they were they were better in the second. It, it makes me wonder how he will set the team up for this one. You can't see a, a League Two team pressing as high. That would be, I think, that would be pretty foolish, to be honest. I don't think they would have the basically the fitness levels to press that high, and it would, be, as you say, it would be foolish against. And uh, you know, you would imagine Villa will go, let's say, seventy five percent of full strength. I would think so. Yeah, I would think so. I think it, it, the game comes good because it actually gives you a few days for uh, you know the likes of McGinn, Louise to kind of get back to uh, shake off that knock. Yeah, Ramsey's back training, so you'd expect to see him back in some way, shape, or form. Either start him and try and get an hour under his belt, or get him half an hour off the bench or something. Yeah, and we really missed him against Wolves. Actually, I thought, especially in the second half. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Yeah, so in terms of threats, I 
I would. It, it's basically don't give him, don't give away any silly fouls around the box, uh, and don't give away uh, many corners because I think uh, Pierre Gigliani and uh, Dan Sweeney, the two centre backs who have got seven league goals between them, are potentially a threat there. And as long as you can keep great return, that in it for centre backs. Yeah, it reminds me of the Alan Evans and Ken McNaught days because you mm-hmm. always want your your centre backs to to chip in. You know, if they can get close to five goals each, then uh, you've got a that's, you know it's a very good return and it, and it helps you. Uh, we haven't had that for quite a while, have we? Really? Think about how many points that adds? Because some of those goals yeah. are going to win you games. You know, the one nil wins away from home, from you know headers from corners and set pieces, etc. And our set pieces against Wolves were crap. They were awful. On the you day. can see how Stevenage have been picking up the wins and why they're up there. If your centre backs are contributing that regularly, that means you're getting games over the line. And and yeah, you don't need it. I mean, they're forwards. They're not even there, are they? Really? It's like <laughs> Danny Rose with five goals is uh, their best forward return. Well, Rose and Norris, who plays yeah, their, their front two, have got five each. Yeah. Which means they're spreading it around, which means they're an effective team as opposed to... Normally, I think at that level, you tend to get the good sides will have a goal scorer. Yeah, that's. I mean, Norris and Rose between them, 10 goals. So that After 24 games, if you got one player with 10 goals, you think, yeah, that's pretty good. But you know, it's not amazing, is it? If you're second not in the for, league. Not, when you compare that to what Haaland's got in the, in, in, in the City team already. No, exactly. I think a workman-like team, a proper team, they're obviously uh, galvanised, they've got momentum. And they'll probably be fear, they'll be fearless because of it you would think but they create a lot of chances I mean they top the league they top the league two for shots per game and that's you know they're averaging at 13.7 so for some reason I'm thinking I mean I'm not a season ticket holder at Stevenage <laughs> so I haven't seen them uh, at all really apart from some highlights we've been watching in prep for the show but something something tells me that they've got the Graham Taylor approach of be effective you know set pieces mm-hmm. get it in the mixer and, and shoot basically create chances yeah you know away from home uh, if you look at their recent form they've drawn four of the last uh, six away games i mean that's they were unbeaten they've won two so it suggests that back five back three call it what you want playing three center backs is is the premise of making them hard to beat and that's the, the first building block of their success essentially yeah, you'd expect Villa to have a lot of the ball, and it's whether we can, you know, whether we're going to be frustrated or not. I think if we get the early goal, I'm sure we'll be fine. But it's one of those where if you were to, if the game was to sort of go like the Wolves game did in that first half, um, you're going to get a bit twitchy. <laughs> the fact that they are a pretty solid defensive team uh, is is it makes this game valuable in terms of uh, Emery's learning curve for his team mm-hmm. because uh, you got to break you got to break them down. You got to learn how to break teams down like this, and uh, this gives Emery it's a different test because we haven't really had that so far. No, and Wolves uh, they weren't exactly sitting deep, were they? And they weren't frustrating us that way. They were frustrating us just with their press. And you, you know, your other games against uh, Spurs, Manchester United, Brighton away, it's not as if we're trying to br- have to break down teams that are sitting deep. So this is a good test for. Under Emery, it's probably the first time we've had to play a team that will be sitting deep. And we will encounter this kind of uh, situation at yep. Villa Park uh, later on, yep. well, probably later on in this month. And it'll be it'll be a really good test of them. We're going to have to move the ball quickly. And if you're playing a back five, which could end up being basically a flat five when they haven't got the ball, yeah, you've got to move the ball at pace. You've got to move it through the through the phases of the pitch. Then you think, well, then you've you know we've got enough talent that we, you know we will create chances you would think yeah and you'd be fairly confident I think I'd imagine Ings will start you'd be fairly confident if he's given chances he'll score them but it's a 
game that you've just got to be professional and get the job done. Also with Stevenage, you never quite know. I'd expect them to sort of come and have a go and be quite fearless because they'll be looking at their table going, we're in a great position in the league. The cup is very much a bonus here. Um, yeah. you know, we get the payday of a, a doubt of it apart, but really we're in such a good position in the league that we need to get, you know, if they get the next two months right in the league, they're going to go up. Momentum leads to momentum, doesn't it, sometimes? Villa need to concentrate, definitely uh, for the first 15 minutes. All right, you know, yeah. starting off on the front foot, but if they do concede to a set-piece early doors... Then Stevenage, you know, they're not, they're a well drilled unit defensively. So, uh, yeah. talking about sitting deep and trying to break them down, if, if they've got something to defend, could be an interesting uh, afternoon and potentially frustrating uh, afternoon. Yeah, I've, we've had a few of those down the years. I remember we played Hull under, um, it would have been under Gregory when we were top of the table and they were bottom of the football league at the time. And we just huffed and puffed and we were crap. And just when we got ahead, just ahead of, you know, just before half time and then we were fine. But, it was a pretty... Um, with these teams, they always have a bit of a moment in the game, don't they? These teams. So condescending. You know what I mean? When you play like, when you, well, when you play a lower division team, you know they're going to have a moment and then normally they'll start, yeah. they'll try and start as quickly as they can. It's like you just got to weather that and let your quality show. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I was referring to. It's like that, you know, yeah. the first 10 minutes, 20 minutes, or even if uh, it's one of those games that stays nil-nil for a, a length of time and then they have a moment and then yeah. obviously you've... Uh, Got less of a time to kind of react and, and change crush the, their confidence and change the course of the game. Mm-hmm. Got to be careful and strike as, as soon as possible. That's why yeah. I would play Ings from the off. This isn't time to be, to be throwing Ings on to rescue a game. Uh, he, he needs to start. There's a, there's an argument that you know people are saying, well, play them both together because scoring goals would do them uh, their confidence uh, a load of good, especially Watkins. This, I don't think this you know the way Stevenage are set up. It's not a game we're going to ransack them. I don't think. I wouldn't have thought so, but I, I can see the argument for sort of going how we did that against the it was the Brentford game, wasn't it, where we had Bailey, Watkins, Ings, and went for it. But I would definitely start Ings. Uh, you probably play Augustusson. I would drop Lucas Dean after that performance against Wolves. Yep. I'd take him out of the firing line. I'd maybe take Wendy out of the firing line. Actually, and give Coutinho a start. Yeah, I would start Coutinho in this one. Try and get him through an hour. Keep try and get him fit, knowing that Wendy traditionally is actually quite good coming off the bench. And I think taking him out of the firing line, you see what his reaction is to that. Bailey, I'd actually make sure you play him again. Um, you know, after the after the missing midweek, I think you want to get him on the ball and you know trying to make things happen in a game like that. Plus, ultimately, we we don't have that many options that we can you know make nine changes and and still be quite so strong yet. I think we've got a good squad, but you know, Archer's out the door. You'd have thought traditionally maybe he'd have got to get a start or a bit of a game time. And this one, he's gone to Borough, so it would suggest there's going to be incomings. I'm, I'm kind of think expect. I'm, I'm just thinking to myself that I'm expecting probably a change at centre back as well. Maybe I yeah, Bednarak. Maybe Chambers are in. I wouldn't play them both though. I'd play one of your main guys. I think Bednarak could probably suit it, just in terms he's, of the physicality. The As physicality, I'm thinking. And in terms of just getting him back up to speed, I'd actually play Martinez. I don't think he'll play. I can see the reasons for playing him though. I don't think he'll play. I mean, it's it, come on. It's this is what these cups are for. They play the second at string keeper always. Mm. Do you want to wager on it? No, but I, if, if it was me, I'd play Martinez just to get him up to speed. You know, we, we, we talked before about Emery wanting to drill guys, getting them used to playing out from the back and all that sort of stuff. I'd say if, if, if Martinez hasn't had the time on the training pitch, which he hasn't, obviously didn't play against Spurs. Olsen's had a bit of game time. But also, you know, Olsen, uh, he's not going to see any action post this game until the next round, potentially. So uh, 
I, I, I don't see it happening. I mean, put it this way, I'd be surprised if Emery plays Martinez uh, against Stevenage. Yeah, fair enough. Just because you're paying this other guy wages, he's just had a clean sheet, and uh, this is the way cup games go. I mean, just look at the last few years. It's always the, uh, mm-hmm. the second-string keeper plays in the cup games. Do you think Ramsey would start if he's back, if he's trained? Oh, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if he's fit or not. That's how that's, fit that's he is. A, I mean, nobody does, yeah. uh, apart from Emery and these coaching stuff. If he is fit, I think as you've, you've already said, what you'd expect starts from gets an hour in or uh, comes off the bench for a kind of a meaty chunk of the uh, second half. Yep. The interesting one is the Cash and Young situation because it was after that Manchester City game, the home game, where you just thought Young's got to start over Cash at right back. And he was, and obviously Young was captain, wasn't he? Young started as captain in the Then you see game. Cash just this season, just still can't deliver the ball. He's too wasteful. It's a big problem because these are chances that, I mean, I don't know what the percentage are of of his crosses going off for bloody goal kicks or throw-ins even, but you can't squander that many opportunities. That is his job to uh, be a supply chain and he, he has been, you know, underwhelming. So with that in mind, is Emery starting cash in this game as like, uh, you know, second string? That's why he's getting a game in this game at, at right back. Give Young a rest, obviously, he's 37 and then Young starts against Leeds. I think that's probably the call, really, isn't it? Yeah, probably. And then you maybe give Louise a rest for someone like a Dendonka, or you give Kamara a little break on the bench or something. I'd actually, I'd quite if they're fit, I'd, I'd kind of like to see them play and continue to grow their, um, you know, their relationship. Just because you've got, you know, four or five days off before Leeds, then. But uh, the more you think about this game, uh, and then uh, you know, when you're talking about the phys- physicality of it, you know, the the fact that uh, you know they're getting goals from their centre backs, you can see, uh, and also the you know the resting players, you can see Dendonka coming in, you can see Bednarak coming in, and then you're starting to think actually we've got depth in this team. So this idea of what I just said about 75 percent changes, I think it's going to be a lot more than that. But we won't necessarily weaken our hands like we have uh, in, in previous years. No, and I'd, I wouldn't expect a, you know, a really, um, like a big surprise, you know, like an Archer start. And obviously that's not going to happen now. I don't expect to see, you know, an Acamber or a Sanson getting a start. They'll probably just be on the bench. Maybe give a few, few of the youngsters a chance on the, in the match day squad, perhaps. Yeah. We shall see. Normally, I think in the past, we've ne- we haven't bothered with podcasts before FA Cup games because it's more of a kind of a protest against how the club has uh, recently uh, approached these games where they just do wholesale swaps of players. And you look at that lineup and you go, actually, that is not a team to win this game. But now I don't think we've got that problem. Uh, I mean, certainly Gerard went, you know, went to win cup games, and I think Emery should do the same. But against Stevenage, and we played a strong side at Old Trafford, didn't we? In the in the League Cup, to be fair. Yeah, against Stevenage, I think he'll fancy uh, we have a depth in this uh, team. You know, you, if you if you're making changes the way you're bringing in Cash at right back, you're bringing in Dendonka. You're bringing in Bednarak. You're actually bringing in international players to uh, who were playing in the World Cup, or at least in this. Well, they were all playing in the World Cup. And Bednarak got some minutes, so uh, it's not as if we're uh, putting out a bunch of Charlies, uh, is it? We're, we're, we'll be putting out a, a solid team, but I think no. there, there will be proper. There will be actually rotation. I've convinced myself that it won't be. It's just to what degree? Yeah, and we'll see. I suppose how many empty seats there are, as there's been a few of the problems with season ticket holders grabbing their their tickets for this one. So, because of course Wolves was, you know, they'd, they'd bang the prices up, calling it a Category A game, which of course it isn't. Travel chaos ensued as well with the lack of trains. So probably the first time we've been under forty thousand in a long time. Yeah, I, I mean, you could see the the top of the Trinity uh, top rows of Upper Doug. You know, they were empty. 
where it's expensive, essentially. Like, does anyone want to pay fifty odd quid to watch Wolves? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It should it should have been it should have been category B or, or whatever it is, and you know, for, I think forty tops really. Yeah. And then for Stevenage, you could, they could have been really creative if they'd have wanted to and actually tried to bloody fill the place. Knowing that Stevenage, in reality, they won't turn up with, you know, like some of these lower division sides where they'll turn up with like the eight, 9,000 and they'll fill the North Stand and whatever you give them. They're not going to have that. They're not a particularly well-supported team. Uh, Mum's pull panel result? It's got to be a home win, hasn't it? Yes. By hook or by crook? I think they should win comfortably, but I don't think it'll be a riot. I think Stevenage no. have too much going for them. Uh, they're too disciplined and together to be torn apart yep you know if they get the first uh, villa early doors then it could be a different game if stevenage gets uh, an early goal then it's uh, be an interesting game right uh, thank you very much for listening uh, please do uh, subscribe to the show so when the main show uh, pops you will get notifications uh, straight away uh, obviously the podcast is available on apple spotify and all the good podcast apps follow us on social media at my old man said normally is the uh, address for across all social media and join us for the main show where we'll talk obviously about what's happened in the fa cup we'll look back at the wolves game in a bit more detail and also look ahead to the feisty friday night clash against leeds until then later away days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious italian leather bags and so much more Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.